Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me late on this Tuesday evening, the first night of round two, is my co-host and colleague, friend, Nick Martin. Nick, uh, we'll take a look at Wednesday's game ones between New Jersey, Carolina, Edmonton, and Vegas, and then ahead to Thursday's game twos between Florida and Toronto. Seattle and Dallas. Full disclosure, we are recording this uh, late in the Stars and Kraken game. Joel Pavelski is on pace for 11 goals in this game, apparently. Um, But I think we've seen enough to have a pretty good idea of where the value lies. I know that what happens in this game won't kind of deter me from what I'm thinking for that uh, game, too in Dallas uh, in a couple of nights, but uh, let's start with Wednesday night and let's start with the New Jersey Devils. When we last recorded, we talked about the Devils and Rangers in game seven. We talked about how before the game, you could make such a good argument for both sides, but it really seemed like everybody was leaning towards what you were thinking with the Rangers, the goaltending, the experience, etc., cetera, uh, being the difference. And now if you look back hindsight, I, I'm almost like, Jesus Christ, that Devils game, if, if that Devils performance, like it's hard to even see past it and, and have given the Rangers a chance. And I know that's you know, recency bias and being a prisoner of of what happened. But uh, it was an impressive game. And, and the reason I bring that up is I think it's going to end up putting a little bit of betting value on Carolina here in a game-to-game basis. The Devils right now are plus 100 on the road in Carolina. Hurricanes minus 120, over-unders five and a half. I'll flip it to you right away because I have some thoughts here uh, on why I think the Canes might uh, be the right side for this curtain raiser on Wednesday night. Yeah, I was really mad at myself because I feel like I got sucked into a bunch of crap that I'd never rate in that game seven, and I've loved the Devils all year. So it was one of those ones once I got in that game. It's hard to say that, though. I mean, you you, you look at that goaltending matchup in a game seven. That's the thing, but it didn't. They got dominated. But did you see that? that? Did anyone see that? Out of all of round one, like, I don't think you could name four games where one team that clearly pummeled them. Like, I was, I know, and I I kept waiting for a bit of a pushback or, like, the opportunistic goal didn't come. There was that no point. You know what was nuts about it was it was evident from the first shift. Like, the puck puck dropped, and it just looked like the Rangers were like, holy shit. And then they got a couple bad. power plays, and I was they like, okay, three. this is the time. <laughs> this is when the Rangers find a, find a way. They, they're they going to steal it with this power play. No, they never yeah. had anything going whatsoever. And, yeah, I actually – I like the Devils in this series. I just feel like what they're playing right now, they have that, like, that speed, that forecheck, and the attention to detail coming back up the ice that Carolina has. And I think they're just doing it now with a lot of names that are – more legitimate scoring talent and like with respect to Carolina that's due to the injuries but I just think it seems to me like there's more moving in the right direction if the Devils are going to get goaltending than uh, 
than what Carolina has to offer. And on top of that, like, um, I don't think that the Isles tested Carolina's net mining situation as anywhere near the level that New Jersey will. And I think that could prove to be a concern. So I, I actually am going to be targeting the devils in this. I was hoping, like you said, the one, the one flaw in that is the market is respecting the devils a lot, but I still think plus one Oh four plus 100 in this first game is a pretty good number. So yeah, we'll I like those. I was hoping to get them on a series price, but um, that didn't work out the way I'd hoped where uh, it was so wide. And I, I think it's kind of the same with that Edmonton one, Edmonton series where it's like, if you're going to bet them, I wouldn't bet them pre-series as a favorite. Right. I'd rather just bet them in game one as an underdog or or in Edmonton's case, uh, you know, priced evenly. But yeah, like I don't see why you'd bet them at minus 150 before the series if you're not interested in them in game one at a like much uh, better price. So same kind of case there. And then you can consider like how game one looks. If maybe they look good and lose, then maybe you can get on the series price or something like that. But yeah, that's that's kind of my thinking here is is maybe threading the needle a little bit and maybe it's getting a little too cute, but it's the playoffs, so why not? The reason I like Carolina is one you you touched on it. The market is gonna respect the Devils. I still think that this number is gonna the Devils are still gonna take money. Uh, we could see them this game close even closer to a pick'em than it is. Um, the other thing I want to say is stylistically. This matchup is very strange, I think, for New Jersey. I know they had success against Carolina in, in the regular season, but the Rangers were uh, more of, I guess, like you'd say, like a half-court kind of offense team, you know, if you want to use a cross-sport parallel. Carolina just presses you, and they're so good in chaos. They're so good in 50-50 pucks and protecting against those 50-50 battles going awry. What the Devils do so well, and they did so well against the Rangers, was not only winning the 50-50 pucks, like if a puck's bouncing at the blue line, you'll just notice one of the Devils forwards just takes off, right? Like he's gone, and he's, he's betting if it's Jack Hughes or Jesper Brad or whoever it is, that player is betting if this puck bounces over Adam Fox's stick, Andre Pallad is skating onto it, and we have a two-on-one. Carolina is so good at managing those situations. It's such a strange skill, but it's something I've said about this team for, for so long, and I've seen them do it to the Islanders in two different playoff series, and I've seen them uh, just just handle teams and absorb pace really well. I think it there's this game one, the cliche is always game one is a feeling out process. I think this one, more than any of the four, will be that. I mean, we saw the Panthers and Leafs kind of just drop the puck and go for it. I think we've seen the same thing out of Seattle and Dallas. Of course, that first period was off the rails, and we'll likely see that out of Edmonton and Vegas, whereas New Jersey and Carolina, I just think it's going to be kind of a... All the people that watch New Jersey, the casual fans, that were like, damn, this team is fun when they watch Game 7 against the Rangers. I just don't think that team's going to be able to show up in Game 1. It's just it's just going to take some time to adjust to a completely different style. And I know the talent gap is huge, but this Carolina team still has is, is respectable. Uh, so I think at home, if you can get them at, you know, this minus 120, but I still think we, we'll see money coming on New Jersey. It's interesting. And then I think as the series goes on, that talent gap and, and the goaltending issues start to show up and you can almost, you know, build yourself a little middle. Yeah, I could actually see this one ending up being fairly high scoring too. 
Um, and like same thing with Car- with uh, Carolina, though it's a whole different look for them now facing off against some yeah. of the Devils' two-way stars. So could go both ways for some of the defensive puck movement looking a lot worse. It's know, a little different the, the way Carolina. The Islanders, are, the Islanders can, can run a gun just like the Devils can. Yeah, they got a couple old wagons that can't <laughs> quite skate like the Devils, but uh, I guess the like sport is have that. <laughs> different. Completely different sport. The Islanders play compared to New Jersey. It's wild. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I think, uh, pretty keen to see how that one shakes out. Cause I just think that the, everyone's going to be way too hyped on New Jersey, uh, and hell they could come out here. They could sweep this team and I wouldn't be shocked, but it's just, well, we'll yeah, I'm, the, I'm liking the, tra- the way like their offensive talent too, just looks so much deeper right now. Uh, they have and some of those guys, that was the crazy thing is like some of those guys, and a lot of the chances they got too were Chester can play it so so well. Yeah, there could have um, been like I could see it just it, being a thing where it's a gong show for Carolina trying to get some of those saves. And the one line I want to watch the Heisher line because they weren't that productive in that series, but they were really really good. And I think they could be due to really really break out. And yeah. that's one I kind of want to try to watch in the prop market because typically, you know. It, the production does matter like getting the chances does hurt their numbers but the actual production also affects the lines and i feel like if they had produced the way they could have we might be looking at drastically worse prices so that's one that i want to try to get on uh, early in this series yeah i have uh uh timo meyer written down we'll see i i think yeah, he'll play like that. uh but yeah he's we'll been have... shooting but he's got a yeah was he having 28 shots think. 28 shots on goal uh, and one, none of them went in. Shesterkin, and like to be said, fair, he takes some horrible shots. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> like some of Timo's. He's one of those ones you love to bet as a like shot prop better because you never get teased when the puck's on his stick. He'll just it's just yeah. like fling it from the wall. It's on the net. Whereas some of these guys, like they'll have the puck half the game and they'll like be delaying and trying to find passes and all this stuff, and then you know. Maybe they'll fling it at the net last second or something, or or they'll take shots if they're really there. Yeah, but he's uh he's the guy that I'm looking at as uh game to game. I mean, I think plus six fifty is too short to bet him to lead this series in goals. Uh, if I'm looking for a long shot, you mentioned him I think before the Islanders series, Stefan Nason, uh, as a long shot around thirty one. What's is, Burns too? Yeah, Burns that is one up I, there. Yeah, because I He's think it's still interesting. He's firing, just need a yeah. few of them up to get tipped in. Uh, watching tonight, just a quick little aside, especially when things are going a little tough. Uh, I wrote an article, I was big on Pavs to be the leading goal scorer last series. Comes back four goals in the first game. Didn't bet it. Didn't even think about betting it. I mean, in your defense, he was questionable for yeah. game one, so... Hockey betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. 
All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Uh, all right, so that's Devils, Carolina, Edmonton, and Vegas. We touched on it in our last episode, but we can kind of put a bow on it here. Oilers minus 120 now for game one. Even money for the Knights, uh, plus six and a half, excuse me, over under six and a half. The Oilers are a decent favorite to win the series, even though they don't have home ice. But I think game one is the way to go. Um, and then if they fall behind, no matter how they fall behind in the series, even if they lose these first two, I'm, I believe in this team to have the potential to just rattle off four wins in a row for like that. So uh, I'll be on Edmonton here for game one. I, uh, don't think there's much value in the prop market because you're going to have to try to beat McDavid or Dreisaitl in terms of most goal scorers or uh, anything like that. So I'll just look away from those and, and just wave the white flag and stick with the, the team bet of uh, Oilers in game one. Yeah, I think that's really solid. I like the Oilers here, and I think they will find a way to get it done. So, um. All right, Florida and Toronto. Florida took game one. I think it was a pretty impressive effort from from the Panthers, like a, just a well-deserved win. Uh, one thing I I think I noticed with the Panthers compared to the Maple Leafs is, I'm excuse me, the Panthers compared to the Lightning is uh, Tampa Bay d- doesn't really put, didn't really push back. Like when the Leafs would, would start to really sink their teeth into the game against the Lightning, it felt like Tampa's way they would just try to weather the storm rather than trying to produce one themselves. Uh, Florida is doing the opposite. They're they're going to try to go toe to toe here, and um, it worked tonight. Sergey Bobrovsky was really good. I know you were on the over. That game probably goes over eight out of ten times with the way it played out. I think that's pretty harsh. That's, I think that goes over ninety five percent of the time. I'm very fair when I make a bad bet. That wasn't a bad bet. That was an absurd beat. Like not just the fact that it, the ending got a little like the 4-2 held for so long through an empty net and all those Leafs chances early on that first period I was like how in God's name is this one nothing yeah it could have been 3-3 I actually disagree with my take with that take on the game though I thought that the the main thing was just the Leafs not finishing like sure Florida had a lot of good chances but I'm looking at it Florida or Toronto had 5.8 expected goals and I think that's very fair I thought there was a ton of chances that it were just not finished like the Nylander one coming across late I thought there were so many examples of looks like that. You got an Austin Matthews breakaway 50 seconds in. Like there were so many ones where it was just the breakdown was made. And the only thing that didn't happen was the puck going in the net. And like, I'm not discrediting that Florida generated a lot, but at the end of the day, I think in my opinion, it was just one of those games where the decisive factor was just that the Leafs didn't finish at the same level. 
and like obviously we're talking about Florida here as an underdog so you got to keep that in mind when you're talking about like betting and and all of this stuff who control more of the play but I actually feel like that was a pretty positive result for Toronto um yeah but I think it was one where both both teams probably come out and say if you've just flipped flipped the score no matter how that game ends uh with with one team winning like don't think anybody would would be too mad because Florida did generate uh I thought the goaltending was just hilarious honestly uh the save on Nylander I know they were they were already at 4-2 real, real late in that one but that that was there are some crazy sequences like I thought there was just there was a, a lot I honestly feel pretty good about where Toronto's game was at if they can just clean it up a little bit I feel like they're really going to get to some of these um some of these Panthers demon so we'll see I like them in the over in game two I think that that's a solid play something like a five three Leafs win um I still think this is gonna be such a good series on the prop market too yeah because it's just it's gonna be so high event that typically those things don't get adjusted quickly enough um yeah so, I was uh I was close we'll with see. it and like yeah I agree like the the breakdowns were there both ways I just I think that overall there was enough that it would be fair to say on average if you reran those chances that the Leafs had done enough but who knows I mean and realistically, it's not insane to say that Bob should actually be better than Sammy, too. Kind of crazy to think, but he is such a like enigma, Bobrovsky. I really wonder just, what his reputation would be if his if his contract and and we won't really get into this because this is a betting show. But what his reputation would be if his contract was five and a half million? You know, like it would just be yes. you know, completely different. Um, the Kraken and Knights. Now, like I said, these two teams are. Uh, Going edit, they're gonna head to overtime, and uh, this one closed Seattle plus one seventy five for game one, Dallas minus two ten, and a total of five and a half. I'm happy that I sat out game one to watch this, and if this number closes around there again, I'll be on the Kraken. That was I uh, couldn't agree more. I think that this is we've seen this so much from the Dallas, and this is why I just never have been that high on this team. It's one game. I thought they had moments like, like this in round one too, though, where. At even strength, I don't think their play looks that sharp. I thought the Kraken had some really, really good moments, and they could have been up 5-2 a lot of the time in this game. Um, who knows, though? I said this in round one, and then Dallas just yeah. kept elevating their play the whole time. But it, it did. It felt like the Kraken kind of deserved to hang on, and they just couldn't do it. And Yeah, the Grubauer you know. thing is a, a, yeah, and those, a little scary. Those too, like the third Pavelski's. goal was bad. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, and that was, you know, you're up for two. Tipping's tough too, though. Like, it's just, what are you going to do? It's Yeah, no, it's, but it's just, it, it, you know, it, it, you just hope that if you are betting the Kraken that he didn't just empty the tank against Colorado. For sure. Um, yeah, and like, especially because who's the guy in the other net, right? Like, Anger, he probably just played his worst game of the series already. Yeah, and but Seattle's generating some really good chances, too. Um, I, I fully agree, though. I think, like, based off what we're seeing from the start of game one, kind of my beliefs on the two teams it's a, never going to be fun back in Grubauer versus uh Edinger but my thoughts are chances are the that uh Seattle will be the side hoard, holding more value in game two yeah and uh, I actually think that should Dallas win this game one the Kraken are still live like this is sort of like the the Panthers in in game one and sort of like you know Seattle in game two I just don't uh in, in round one two I should say like I just don't see these teams getting completely outclassed uh like they'll just hang around so 
I uh yeah, I'm starting to to really come around at Seattle here in the series, which I didn't think I was gonna do. Um and I know it's just one game, but we're only gonna have it the max seven to judge off of. So Yeah, and like to be fair, that's not like you're reaching to judge this one game. They played pretty Yeah, they played well against Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Like they had a great season. Maybe but... Yeah, and that's the thing. Back half of the season, the Kraken were unreal. I mean, really, they just had that little lull in the middle. And otherwise, they had pretty damn good team play throughout and really respectable, like looked good, pretty solid analytics. I think the only thing was that you were worried about the goaltending, and that's still a fair concern. But I, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's easy to make the case for the Kraken as an underdog right now. Uh, all right. Uh, that does it uh, for this episode of Line Change. Uh, we will be back together. Thursday night, the schedules get weird. I think the Leafs and Panthers are getting like a couple extra days off because of whatever. And but uh, we'll we'll be back on Thursday night to preview uh, as much as we can Friday and into the weekend and set you up with all your bets then. But until then, uh, I'm Michael Eboff. He's Nick Martin. We will see you in a couple days. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.